are listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Big Possible Show. This is your host, Noah Scott, signing on with Satish Shanoi. Satish is a global entrepreneur enterprise sales and channel leader with a remarkable journey from Bell Labs to becoming the vice president and business development at Score Data Corp. Apart from being instrumental in, in building businesses and leading teams across multiple continents, Satish is also an acclaimed author, speaker, and an accomplished marathon runner. He's completed races on seven continents. His expertise lies in leveraging channel partnerships and transforming them into significant growth avenues for businesses. Offstage, well, he's a family man and a distinguished Toastmaster, recognized for his service to a district compromising 150 clubs and nearly 3,500 members. Welcome to the show, Satish. What is happening? <laughs> Thank you, Noah. Really delighted to be here. Actually, I'm I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah, and I love the I love the the cross discipline of of the intersection between you know the business and also just pushing yourself outside of that through it's I, I see all the medals on Satish's wall as I'm talking to him you know so it's all I, are all of those from marathons yeah they, they they represent uh, each of the seven continents uh, so you know obviously it took a lot of work to get there but um, yeah no I'm proud of uh, you know those medals so that's why they hang behind me <laughs> yeah well, I'd like to start to show off, um, you know, as somebody who does challenge himself, I think risk is a big part of reaching for big goals, right? I think when we do set our sights on a big goal in life, we're going to have to take some risks. Um, so you've surely had to take quite a few. Can you share with us maybe what you would say is the biggest risk you've ever taken in your career? And really, what was going through your mind at the time that that was happening? Yeah. So I'll actually share, um, you know, uh, there's some great parallels, I think, um, with what the story I'm about to share in taking the biggest risk, right? I feel like everybody has their Antarctica. Um, you know, so I ask people, what's your Antarctica, right? Because, you know, that's the biggest risk you can take. I mean, can you imagine uh, going to the ends of the earth, right? to run a marathon. In fact, when I first heard about it, I was thinking only crazy people would do this. <laughs> uh, and, and looks like I had to count myself among the crazies. But, um, you know, the 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 biggest risk, people say, think, oh, they, they, they ask me, is it even possible to run a marathon in Antarctica? Can you, can you describe the risks involved, right? From getting there, um, to actually running the race, right? And 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 weather conditions can be can change on a daily basis, right? There's risk at every step. So one of the biggest risk uh, when you go to a place like Antarctica is just getting there, right? Because one of the uh, things that I didn't know about was that um, there is the uh, Drake Passage. Uh, have you heard about Drake Passage, Noah? What? That's the, I know it's Sir Francis Drake. It's named after him, right? Yeah. So it's the, it's the, uh, the roughest body of water on earth, right? Wow. And it takes two days via ship, right? We, we were on a Russian 
icebreaker to get across the Drake Passage. And, and what's, um, what's neat about that in some ways is it is uh, a great representation of the risks you take in life. There are ups and downs. You know, there are these 15 to 20 foot waves. Think about, you know, as an entrepreneur, that's the kind of journey you're, you're on, right? And you're not sure you'll reach the other side. <laughs> Forget uh, running the company, right? If you will, as an entrepreneur, once you get to the other side, just getting there is part of uh, the adventure. So I, I see that uh, that uh, running a marathon in Antarctica was one of the greatest risks I took because young fam- family man with a young family. And, you know, my wife said, are you sure you want to do this? And <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I've never been sure of uh, something that I wanted to do, right? So- Did anyway. you bring her with you? No, no, not really, right? We have we had uh, our kids were much younger then, and um, you know, my wife said, uh, "I'm not sure that I want to go with you." <laughs> what yeah. if uh, you know? Uh, you, you never know, right? These yeah, things. yeah. Well, that's that's what a cool story, and like to to tie in the adventure of the unknown, uh, like as you're taking the risks, and you know, it, it could have very well easy have has said, you know, it's not worth it. I'm not going to take that risk. Um, what, what's the merit in reaching for big things? You know, what's the merit in challenging yourself for that? Because I think that's a, that's a thing that we, we see, we see so often in business, people get complacent with where they're at, but why do you think it's important? I know this is, this is a big part of, I think what's in the book as well, but why do you think it's important that we, we stretch and we reach and we push ourselves to reach bigger things? I truly feel that, um, you know, our capacity for achieve, achieving big things is more than we ever think possible. I mean, I'll, I'll just go for a minute back to Antarctica, running a marathon in Antarctica, right? The first reaction is, I don't think this is for me, right? That's the first mindset. You know, we, we actually talk about mindset all the time. The mindset when you um, have this big goal is, you know, it is impossible. And then that's the first stage, right? I actually talk about a three-stage mindset to achieve impossible goals. And I know this show is all about the big impossible. Yeah. I'll go there for a minute, right? So you start by thinking, oh, this is impossible. That's the first stage. And then you get to the next stage, which is where you start seeing people that have done things similar to what you want to do, right? That's the improbable. And then finally you get to the stage where you try different things and you, it becomes inevitable. Actually, Christopher Reeve, I, this, I quote this in the book, um, you know, Christopher Reeve, the great a- actor once said, so many of our dreams first seem impossible, then they seem improbable. And then when we summon the will, they become inevitable, right? Yeah. So think about, you, you asked, why do you know what is it that causes people to want to do that right because i think you're that's where the growth is is it not right the, mm-hmm. so if you uh, i still remember as a business uh, as somebody who has um, grown companies using partner ecosystems i was sitting one day in i think it was in denver and my boss at the time his name is uh, aj comes to my office and says, hey, you, I, I want you to go to Singapore for a couple of years, right? Now, most people said, out of sight, out of mind. If you go over, right, from a U.S. company, you're out of sight. 
you're out of mind, right? But I thought, wow, what an incredible opportunity for growth, right? Going into the unknown, right? And trying to create something new. That's so exciting, that that feeling, right? Of, you know, you, you, you're not sure you can do it, but you, you feel like, hey, if I if I don't give it a shot, I, I'm going to regret it, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the growth, I think, that that is exciting. It's the learning that's exciting and pushing yourself beyond what you thought was possible. I, uh, you know, I'll share one last story. I used to run, I used to climb marathon, uh, climb mountains in um, Colorado. There are, I don't know if you've been too much in Colorado, Noah. But just, are, I've just been through Colorado. I haven't done a lot of mountain climbing in Colorado. So there are 52, 14,000 foot mountains. I was not much of a runner then, right? I used to just do some uh, mountain and uh, ice climbing. There are 52 of them. And I, I still remember the day when I thought my first 14er, 14er being 14,000 foot mountain and above, right? I want to do my first one. And then you know, before I knew it, within the space of, I think, five years or so, I did 26 of them. Mm. So, you, you know, you have this mindset that maybe it's not possible, but you 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 get there. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, I, I'd like to I'd like to chat a little bit about some of the professional um, adventures. You know, if we're now looking back, connecting the dots over all the deals that you've done, all the all the challenges that, hey, I've taken this opportunity and now it led to this. Um, what was what was one of the turning points in your professional journey? Maybe a, a moment where things could have gone drastically different had you not made the decision that you made. Yeah, I think that, uh, and uh, I, I will uh, say that that decision, you know, where I went kind of into the unknown from Denver, Colorado, where I've I, I had a very cushy existence, beautiful place to be, everything is settled, I have a nice house, I have a nice car, my wife is happy, everybody's happy, right? I didn't need to go into a foreign country and completely foreign, right? I never lived in a place like Singapore. I was um, doing a lot of uh, software development work. So imagine this for a minute, Noah. I'm doing software development, I'm doing some work in, um, in more of the technical area. This was a completely different role where I was gonna go build a partner ecosystem. And to this day, I'm doing that. Can you imagine that was a completely 180 degree and I'm so glad I did it because I love what I do. And you know, thankfully I had a great mentor at that, who that, at that time said, listen, you are great in front of your your monitor doing programming work, right. but you're even better in, with people. And you know, I, I always say my superpower is, and I know you always talk about superpower. My superpower is, you know, this connecting with people. Right? Uh, people say this all, to, all the time to me that I come across as pretty authentic. I mean, not to, right? So that was, I think, what changed that that pivot, where I went from being a very technology-oriented person to, you know, con- uh, building partnerships and connecting with people and creating value for businesses. To me, that was the turning point, that that journey to Singapore. I will share one, one quick story. I remember the first day 
um, so there was a perception in this um, in in that remote office that people from the headquarters come and drop their stuff. I won't use the word what right. have you <laughs> drop their stuff and leave. Right, that's the kind of mentality. Yeah. So I remember one of the uh, senior executive uh, executives there, who shall remain unnamed, said to me, "You know." Uh, I said, um, you know, let's call him Bob, right? I said, Bob, what do you think? Um, you know, how can I help this this uh, region, right? And he said, you know, in in these parts of the world, we are in Singapore. There are seagulls that come and drop their stuff and leave, and you're like that seagull. That's how I see you. Welcome mm. to Singapore. Wow! Wow! That's wild, yeah. yeah. And 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 so your job is then to then say how do we how do we make them care or what was the Here, here's what I did right uh, over the next few I think within six months this person actually a year later he offered me a promotion um, he offered me a thirty percent raise and he he said um, I really want you to stay back I was supposed to be there for just a year yeah so. It's it's really letting your work speak for yourself, not not worrying about you know these kinds of uh, wild statements. You know, I remember coming to my home to my wife and even talking to some uh, a mentor of mine and saying, you know, this really disturbs me. This kind of you know from a senior executive, this kind of statement this really is disturbing to me. Did I make the right decision? Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, I think the wisdom prevailed, which is do continue to do what you're doing, continue to show value, and time will take care of it. And it's it's worked for me every single time. Yeah, and let the let the work be the be judged based on the value that it's being provided at. Yeah, I, I love that. And you know, it's it's easy to get discouraged when we have so many things that we want to do and maybe we're not doing as good of a job that we're doing but if we just focus on the work that you're doing and and just can continuously show up and do a good job at that then uh you know progress is made you know and that's that's a beautiful thing yeah and there's a very nice parallel in marathons right um uh, i think uh the 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 biggest you know you can find out more about yourself uh as a person when you are in the most difficult moments. Right. It's not in the, oh, I've done great things where the growth is, where the, uh, you know, your greatness, if you will, is, right? It's in those sucky moments where I, I still remember, I ran, my first marathon was San Francisco, mile 18, I am in pain, right? Um, with both of my legs fully cramped. And I was thinking, Whose idea was this? <laughs> yes, and and you know, I was thinking then, I sh- you know, I really should. This is not for me. I I I, I think it's it was a crazy idea to begin with, right? And uh, somebody came, one of the ladies, and I wish I had taken her name down, but she she came up to me. She said, "Son, I've run twenty five. I forget twenty six marathons or whatever." She said, and she said. There's one thing I, I want you to focus on because I said, can you help me? Can you help me get through this? And she said, just think about that one more step, the next step you're going to take. That's all. 
That's all I want you to do. Just think about that one step, right? And keep thinking about that one step. And to this day, Noah, I think about that moment where, you know, it was very challenging. I was not sure I was going to continue. In fact, I was going to quit. But that one more step, I, I tell people all the time, just take one more step, right? You, you're writing a book, just write a paragraph a day, just write a page a day, one more step, and you'll get there. It's so powerful. And I'm glad that you brought this up because this, this ties into so, a, a direction that I'm I'm sort of taking the show a little bit more, speaking about how to make more impact by doing less effort, right? And that this is a this is a challenge because in today we we all have amazing big things that we want to accomplish. And sometimes we're putting in the effort. Sometimes we are taking the steps, but there's just not enough hours in the day to do all the things that we want to do. What do you, what do you have to say to, you know, to the people like this whole idea of working smarter and not harder is becoming more prominent in our lives with AI happening with, um, People see it all the time with people that, okay, if you have a team, then you're going to be able to get more done. And, and this is, I think, the pivot that you made with when you're starting to work with people versus being a solo, uh, uh, not practitioner, but uh, uh, being a one person doing the job now that you're employing teams. Could yeah. you share your approach to making life more effortless? You know, How do you manage, yeah. keep scaling to these new heights without adding an unsustainable amount of work and sacrificing you know, your health and your free time? So there are two ideas I'll share. As you were talking, I was thinking, what are those things that I do, right? Because my wife always says, you're a man of million interests. And that's true. Yeah. I think we're all guilty of that. I love, even on weekends, my wife was sharing a joke recently. She said, you know, the surprising thing is when you wake up at 4 a.m. accidentally and realize that there are people waking up intentionally at that time. To, to go <laughs> do exercise or whatever it is that, you know, I, I have an interest in learning, right? So, but back to your question, there are two mental models I'll share. The first one is um, the Eisenhower matrix, right? Which is urgent, not urgent, important, not important, right? So if you, if you do that uh, two by two matrix, then... You know, as as uh, the president uh, said, President Eisenhower said, what is important is seldom urgent, and what is urgent is seldom important, right? So with that, if you, are, if you can figure out what is both urgent and important, and then focus on those things, that's, you know, if you classify your work, your, the things that you have on your plate, then you know it's you you'll quickly realize that there are some things you want to focus on and let the rest go you know go away for at least for now right i use uh, a tool called clickup you you've probably heard trello clickup all those things you know it really helps me figure out what is most important you know there there is um things that i'm doing but there are things in the future that i, I i'll keep on some list somewhere but here are the five things I'm focusing on, or three things, because those are the most urgent and important. That's number one, right? That's one mental model I think of, and I use all the time. The other mental model I use is, and, and this came from one of my managers who I've known for a long time, uh, Linda. 
she she said um understand what's in your control and what's outside your control if you are clear about that then you're not going to spend time doing things that you know that are outside your control and stressing about them right so you know things like understanding what what my thoughts and actions are what the, what the goals i have set what boundaries i have what i can give energy to it's not about time management it's about energy management mm-hmm. uh, how do i speak to myself how do i react when i come across challenges these are all things in my control right and what's outside my control is what the past was what the future is what happens around me what other people think of me right all these things that are and, and more that are outside my control so as long as i use these two mental models to to figure out what i want to give energy to does that yeah, help I love that. yeah i love that and and i love the i mean first off i love clickup it's it's just uh, ever since we've switched to that, it's just like things are getting done. They're getting organized. I love it. Um, but I also love love talking mental models. It's just one of my favorite things to geek out on. So I'm glad you brought those up. Um, cool. So I, let's 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 shift gears and talk a little bit about the book. So seven lessons, yeah. business and life. What 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 are what are your favorites? Well, um, my my most favorite uh, lesson. So there is. Uh, let me give you the seven first mindset mentoring or what i call my village you know by the way my village is why i i did all why i was able to accomplish so much because they say you always stand on the shoulder of giants that mm-hmm. came before you i think it's nothing is further from it from the truth in my case right preparation so mindset mentoring preparation grit the importance of progress right audacity and finishing strong. My favorites, uh, even in, in, in the chapters that I wrote, uh, I actually have my copy of my book here. Um, audacity is one of my favorites because, you know, the act of being shamelessly bold, they say, right? This whole idea of uh, being, you know, saying, okay, I know this is hard. I know this is challenging, but I'm going to do it anyway, right? The other other favorite, uh, the, uh, you know, um, idea is mindset. It's one of my favorite things because it all begins in the mind. Once you have, you know, it in in your mind, it's part of your mindset. You know, you decide in the mind first that you're going to do something, right? And until you you you've got gotten past that, you're never going to implement it, right? So mindset is critical for me. Um, this whole idea of um, uh, audacity. Even uh, my village, right, uh, or mentoring is critical because to me, it's accelerated learning. Mm-hmm. The whole, you know, if you think about it, by the way, it's not just about taking from your village. It's also about giving because at some point you go from being a hero to being a guide. So I, I recognize this as I was um as I finished, uh, you know, the journey, right, after I, the, the last one was Antarctica, after I, I was standing on that ship there on the Russian icebreaker and thinking, what's next? Right? And I remember thinking, I want to help others who, who want to do this get here. You know, I'm so fortunate to be standing here 
on the bow of the ship, enjoying this this uh, experience. My next, you know, some people joke that oh, running on the moon is that the next? <laughs> <laughs> and I said no, 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 that's not what is next for me, right? And that's why I wrote the book because I mm -hmm. thought, how many people uh, have these things they feel are impossible, and you know, it's really if you think about it, something that people tell you is impossible is an opinion. It's it's just an opinion when somebody tells you. Something is impossible, right? Do you take it at uh, face value? Not usually. Yeah. Not usually. So yeah. anyway, long-winded answer, but I hope uh, it helps. Yeah. No, I love it. And it's funny because that was that was literally what my next question I was going to ask you. What what what's your next big possible? What are you what are you reaching for? And I think you you've done a great job there. So let's let's close it out with a final, final, raw, unfiltered piece of advice. You know, this could be your personal mantra that you've held on to throughout your journey. Um, what do you want to leave our listeners with today? I would say, and this is the key message uh, of my book too, never stop challenging yourself. Look for that next mountain to climb, next marathon to run. And this is, a, you know, it's not literally a marathon. It could be whatever, running around the block could be your marathon. It doesn't matter. Uh, the next thing inside of your company to to tackle uh, or make better, the next venture to start, whatever it is, never stop challenging yourself. And the way to get there is keep taking one more step. Just one more step is all it takes. You keep doing that, you're going to get there. Absolutely. Satish, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your time. Um, how do we stay connected with you? How do we get the book? All the good yeah, stuff. So um, my website is satishshinoy.com. Uh, we can put a link to it uh, if, if, if possible. My book is at runawaygrowth.com. And then um, I'm on all social media. You know, LinkedIn is probably one of my favorite places, social media-wise, to spend time. So SP Shinoy on LinkedIn. And, um, you know, if you just Google me, I think I'll show up <laughs> just Number to reach, one. reach out right. to me. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Hey. All right, brother. Have a great yeah. uh, rest of the day. Thank you so much, Noah. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. And with that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.